the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Bridget McDowell and Sheila Reed, produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Javeria and Eric Silva Renner. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MNFootballShow on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome to another edition of the Minnesota Football Show. It is a full house, at least at my screen it is, and I want to welcome all you, my colleagues in soccer and nonsense, uh, Eric, Bridget, and we have a special ghost. Ghost. No. Ghost. <laughs> yes. He is a, a ghost. We have a special guest. Ghost MJ. Michelle. MJ from the the Daves, you know, or the Minnesota Football Daves, as you might have heard of over the World Cup. Uh, welcome, MJ. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank. It's always great to join the Minnesota Football Show and see your lovely faces. Yeah, we got MJ in for a, a very specific uh, news talk that's that's kind of been moving around lately in Minnesota United. We'll get to that in a little bit. We're, we're going to let him talk about other stuff too, though. Absolutely. He can chime in. What? What? I can talk about other stuff? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See, these are the the privileges you get that you don't get with with, uh, Zeller. Right. 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 He doesn't let me talk about anything. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Let it all out, MJ. Let it all out. I should say that. he He lets me put in as many MJ features, including MJ and on, yes, as I want, which is very, very gracious for a showrunner unless i want to talk about everton <laughs> which, yeah. uh, which well, you might you <laughs> i mean you might normally time. i would say that you can't talk about everton here but uh, this particular weekend go for it <laughs> yeah things, uh, things aren't great down there for you <laughs> it's actually a really good deal for zeller because rarely do i want to talk about everton <laughs> i i am always impressed even we were doing our little minnesota football daves mashup like as quickly as he has those hits, the Liverpool hits, like queued up to just like throw at you out of nowhere, like it is, it is a talent. And when I want to say something negative about Liverpool, that just gets always edited out. So <laughs> just like it will on this podcast. Convenient. That's okay. Yep. Yep. Uh, good stuff. Uh, Bridget and Rodrigo, anything new? What's going down? Uh, no, not really. Um, you know, just over here trying to get, if you hear me typing away over here, dealing with some tech issues on the publishing side, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's just I had to move all my equipment down to our wonderful kitchen. That's where you guys get to. S- that's why you get to see, but not our not, not our fellow listeners, the, the two people that are listening um, from all over the place. Uh you know they um, turkey we're big in turkey for whatever reason apparently yeah it must be it must be our banter totally um but you know i'm just dealing with uh just the day and um yesterday was a football day so we got to see g play futsal and um it's uh really nice to be able to watch her play again and and just really dominate um in a sense right there's there's a time where like you notice that um your kid has a certain level of talent, right? But when you, but when you got 
um, the parents on the sideline talking talking trash is really funny. I just think that's that that's funny, you know. Um, um, I think uh, I think a couple of times G when she not make a couple of people it just smoked a couple of people was just like smirking because they kept on trying to follow her and push her and all the other stuff and she's like I'm not even doing anything so but regardless it's fun um, I think just overall just trying to um, get through the weekend the long weekend for some of us so enjoying the 40 degree weather hopefully on a Sunday um, and and get to do what Eric made famous last winter was chop ice hell yeah <laughs> That's it my plan good, for tomorrow too. Yeah, it, it is definitely a good day for that. I don't know if I'll have time, but yeah, that's. Thank you for reminding me. I do have to do that. <laughs> I laid out a bunch of uh, gravel on all the stairs and things, which it always works great. But then now our um, our mud room and entryway is just it's full of gravel. It's really messy. Part of the game. Um, yeah. Well, let's get into this thing. Yeah, it truly um, is your mud room now, right? It really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, like, we, we got it. Uh, it was yesterday because <laughs> we, we, yesterday was a ski day. So we all went skiing and came back. And obviously, Bigotes had the house to himself. We saw this mound on the carpet. We're like, oh, no. Did he have an accident? It was gravel. <laughs> He's collecting it. Yeah. Yeah. Picked it all up right. for you. <laughs> uh, let's, start, let's start here with uh, we had an announcement from MLS on their, their team for the new Apple broadcasts and whatnot. And I think the big one screaming out for uh, Minnesota supporters and everybody that's been following the broadcast team that we've had for a number of years here is uh, Kendra St. Albon. So I'll be in and added as one of the, what, what's her actual title, Bridget? I'll, I'll ask you. I think she's match analyst. Okay, there you go. But super I'm cool. Not, I mean, I'm not entirely, it, yeah, I'm not entirely sure how they're like splitting up duties. Yeah. on that but we'll kind of see as that develops but yeah one of four women on mm-hmm. a slate of like 18 people yep. so far so solid. and a much bigger national platform now too kind of a promotion in that regard so pretty dope i'm really looking for that wednesday and saturday 7 p.m only time slots mm-hmm. it just stabilizing my expectations of when when the fuck do the loons play this week <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> i mean yeah you don't really have any of those like 7 30 or one in the afternoon time slots to keep track of yeah pretty... <laughs> or when they when they change with like a couple days notice <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, we might, I, I bet we'll still see some of that, but um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a consistent, uh, let's call it like an NFL slate TV schedule. So it's going to be interesting to see it roll out. I'm I'm curious. It'll be interesting. Um, Rodrigo, I'll throw to you for some NWSL stuff here. Why don't we start with um, the big breaking news, uh, Brazilian. Estrela Debia is moving over to KC Current. I, I don't know what the financial package was there. Maybe you can talk about what she's getting paid. I'm, I'm guessing it's it's pretty hefty, um, but pretty huge for Kansas City. Uh, it looks like a two-year deal, 2025. Take it from there. Um, I don't know anything about the money, but I thought this was just a crazy move. Um, apparently, North Carolina doesn't like to win anymore. Um, 
um but it's just overall like yeah this is this is this is big and casey curran is making some big moves and it's really making this offseason a little bit more interesting than um anything uh mls has put out um specifically because we'll talk about late letter a little bit later about the nwsl draft and um how that has a a personal impact on me and and in that sense but yeah I put up an interview with her in Portuguese on the on the IG, and I guess I haven't actually really listened to her. And within like two or three seconds after she said like her first few words, I was like, holy crap, she sounds like me. She sounds like my cousins. So I immediately had to look up that accent because like she's either from Goiás or Minas Gerais or maybe on the border between the two because like she's got a total Mineta Goiana accent. And she is. She's from... I think it's Bros, Brosopolis, something like that is the name of the town. And, it, and it's right there on the border between the two states. So, yeah, she, she sounds like us. One of us. One of us. Uh, 31 years old, still has it. Scored 42 goals last year for the uh, – or uh, 42 goals in 115 total matches in uh, four years with the – correction, five years with the – North Carolina Courage. I mean, just just look at the the current right, like the added Chicago Red Star midfielders, uh, Morgan and Vanessa Di Bernardo, right? We are free agents in December, and they also added that Swedish forward, uh, is it Mimi Larson, right? And then yeah. and then the, and then they have the defenders, you know, uh, or new contracts for Alex uh, Loera and Haley Mays and, and Kate Kate Fava, right? and so like it's. It's it's a team that you know I that didn't do too bad last season. It was no, of, and, not, not and, at all. They went then, deep. They went deeper than a lot of people. Yeah, gave them and credit so for. like yeah. this gives them just an option to even be more be even more dynamic, right? And I mean, especially I like after, Arden, yeah. yeah, I mean, we saw quite a few players be released or or leave after last season, and it was kind of a question of you know whether they would be able to continue that momentum going into another into another year if they would keep any, you know, that same, that same depth. And obviously they're well on their way to doing that. Adding to being a massive right. on top of everyone else who's re-signing and coming in. Right. And at the beginning on the NWSL creation, uh, you know, like courage was, it was a, was a unstoppable team. Right. And these last couple of seasons, it hasn't been that way. And I think, Dominion wants to be able to compete and be in a team that will really will take it into it. And we've seen how Gotham has changed. We've seen how Thorns keep on keep on adding more stuff and just how everyone else is, is helping up the game. Um, and I think that was just a, you know, for a free agent, that was a smart move to be able to go specifically to a market that's still growing, right? It's a new team. So there's a lot of opportunities to probably make deals, I'm assuming. I mean, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm excited, so. Yeah, she has cited that in a couple of interviews, saying that like she's there for the for the project. Like Ooh. she's she is totally bought in. And for a free agent to especially of her caliber to look at a, a club like that, um, and say, Yeah, let's you know, let's keep building this and get involved. That's massive. Yeah. Well, and this is a player too that you know, it it's impossible to predict, but she's got to be on a short list of just absolutely tearing up this upcoming women's world cup and possibly being one of the favorites for golden boot. Um, if she comes in with momentum. So, I mean, you know, 
Yeah, in I her mean, prime. We'll, in we'll her see. Prime. I'm sure Alex Morgan has something to say about the Golden Boys. Oh, yeah. So it should be really, really interesting. Um, you know, back to um, I didn't get to talk about the the announcers from the MLS, but I'm I'm really like intrigued by like Marcelo Balboa getting a chance to to do some match analysts and same as Bradley Wright Phillips, right? Some former players, but you know, I I and I really want to know what Diego Valeri is going to do. Like seriously, like what is he going to say? Uh, and I'm excited just to hear some of the names and specifically, um, you know, we have Jillian uh, from um, um, what is the MLS preview show? I always I can't forget um, the call up. Yeah. So they're they're doing great stuff and they're always be doing stuff. So it's going to be interesting. But yeah, no, I just wanted to chime in on that aspect of it. But yeah, I feel like Balboa is like this octopus throughout MLS. Like he's got tentacles everywhere, like Atlanta owner, former player. Uh, now he's going to be this announcer. Like he's just like I'm, I'm curious how many buttons and things he's pushing kind of. Behind I can't the wait scenes. till he's, he, he's brought up in the whole Burhalter and Reina. Exactly. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. Messed it up. Messing <laughs> that, too. You know, he's, I'm he's sure like, he's, um, he's, he's got a tentacle in that somewhere deep, deep, deep. Yeah. It's like he's like Galactus in the MCU. Like okay. nobody realizes he's pu- he's pushing all the buttons. I just yeah. that's huge nerd drop. We just lost like one of Wait. our two listeners. But yeah. there you go. <laughs> but Galactus eats planets. So, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if Balboa can do that so much. But yeah. Anyway, um, let's, yes, let's, let's keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's let's. For, I'm, I'll edit that out. No, <laughs> no, I'm uh, I'll, I'll put this out for anyone. Actually, MJ, you're here. Why don't, why don't you start? Let's do uh, NWSL draft. I, I don't know where you want to start, but I mean, a good place to start might be the number one number one overall pick with teenager, right? Teenager, eighteen year old, Lisa Thompson. Go ahead. The thing that if you guys are not familiar with Alyssa Thompson is that every stage of her career, she was ahead of the curve. She was playing with people four years older than her during her youth phase uh, when she was at Total Football Academy in Los Angeles. Uh, She was picked at the age of 17 to play in the MLS Next League, which is the league underneath MLS Next Pro. She's the was the only female player in that MLS Next League. Um, she signed. Uh, she committed to Stanford University at age fifteen, and she will never play for Stanford University because she is going pro. She is going to the anyway. So she is not going to be the youngest player. Uh, that was uh, Mutri Olivia Mutri for Portland Thorns. Uh, played a game when she was fifteen years old. Scored a goal when she was seventeen years old. So she will not be ahead of that curve, but Alyssa Thompson is a, a impressive soccer player. I think one of the really interesting things about this is just um, how um, not only is she young, but she also is of Peruvian descent. So I don't know a lot of people know that. Ah, there it is. Mom is uh, mom is Peruvian. Now you know, not saying that I'm stuck in social media, but I might be for the situation. <laughs> Um, I haven't seen any Peruvian associated posts, but that doesn't mean that they don't uh, don't 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 do that kind of thing. But at, at the overall as well, too, it's just that um, I asked a couple of my Twitter uh, Peruvian sport writers if they if they knew any story, because everything I came up with was just like 
you know, there wasn't, uh, it was like a missed opportunity, but I'm pretty sure there's a deeper story within that specifically because, you know, you um, are considered a top player and why would you want to opt out to play for a Peruvian national team that's not doing very well or has done well at all in any of the tournaments. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, that, that was really awesome and interesting. I think the draft overall had a lot of, uh, really interesting things. There's a lot of different trades that happen, right? Um, and um, and there's also really just besides uh, besides Alyssa Thompson, you know, she also has a sister. So her name is Giselle. And I think they both signed deals with Nike. Um, so I think, you know, I think it's just, there's, there's a lot of excitement with this group. Um, I think uh, I want uh, for a Portland fan. Raina Reyes is probably my 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 favorite uh, family celebration. Yeah, I was, was going to ask if there's any other ones that you'll, yeah. you any of you want for me. To for me, I mean, I mean, there's a lot of, of great players. Um, Raina Reyes for me was like one of my favorite celebrations because they were sitting with their family, and then like I don't know if it's her dad or uncle, or whatever. As when she got announced, she got picked up by her dad and just started walking around like you would do in any other, uh, you know you know, uh, fam real family atmosphere, you know, just let loose and, and celebrate. So, but I'm, I'm excited. I think, um, there is, there's a lot of different, uh, opportunities. Um, and just overall, like, I'm really, I'm really excited to, to get the season going, not to mention that also today is the return of the, um, the Barclay women's league. So that's that's another thing that I'm excited to watch start watching again. So uh, but overall, like excited that we have a, another another young teenager uh, who's already gotten a U.S. Women National Team cap uh, by replacing Rapino against the, in the England game. And just I mean, this this team is is beginning to, you know, really, really form around what what was going to happen. So looking forward and what less than 150 days, right? Or something like that. Uh, we'll have the Women's World Cup, so it should be really interesting what what happens down the line. And the league, uh, the league has learned its lesson after, um, I think we got a couple episodes out of, out of the last draft. Yeah, of um, <clears throat> but they, uh, without much prompting, um, stated that they had really amped up their vetting process and focused a lot on social media presence ah, and yes. things of that now nature. Now I know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> that I mean, that could be perhaps why there's not a whole lot uh, happening on some of these players' social media pages. But um, it makes it really hard for us uh, wannabe sports journalists like myself, you know. Trying <laughs> to, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's you know they're trying to make it a make it a new thing and. Mm -hmm. I I think the what the draft bring up ten black players now on on one team. Cool. Uh, after a couple of trades and and the draft, so it's uh you know consistent progression year to year. Mm -hmm. They're making they're making a little a little change after last season, particularly. Right. Cool. Anything to add, MJ? I'm sure you talked about uh, all all the bands and stuff that were handed out a couple of weeks ago. Uh, 
I'm not sure. We actually, might. I'm, I'm not sure that we got into it. No. Oh, Go okay. ahead. Well, speaking of trying to turn over a new leaf for the NWSL, right. uh, after testimonies and testimonies and investigations after investigations, uh, you know, a law firm and the NWSL Players Union finally combined forces to do their own investigation, and much to the results of that report, finally. Uh, four big name coaches completely banned from ever coaching in the league um, for various reasons. Uh, I won't say all their names here. Uh, you will be familiar with them if you read the report. But uh, they also handed some other, you know, policy changes down that, like, will hope. Hopefully, this sort of cycles of abuse, whether that is verbal, whether that is racial or cultural, or whether that is sexual, will stop. And uh, yeah, I think it's going to be something we'll hear about for quite some time with one of those bands being for Paul Riley, who like two days later went on record saying that he doesn't believe that what he did was abuse. So, <laughs> so, uh, Dear Lord. you know, you, you have the ones who have kind of gone I'm, quietly. I've got my DSM right here. You want me to do some diagnosis? <laughs> yeah, like, live? Jump right in there. <laughs> um, the entire book. The entire yeah. book. <laughs> the entire uh, book. 900 pages. It's all you. <laughs> it's, it'll come out at some point. Yeah, that's, the, um, that's, the, that's the memoirs of Paul Riley, that whole book. That's his memoir. That's, yeah. That's, God, I, I feel like that's what some of these guys are going to do. And it's going to be like their redemption tour BS. But um, no, I think those names finally essentially being blacklisted publicly. Um, obviously, that only affects nwsl this doesn't affect the lower divisions um and we've talked about chicago where you know a coach was no longer involved with the first team but he was still involved with the youth sides um so i, I think there will be some some more far-reaching impacts over the next few months um as we continue dealing with the after effects of the yeah. AIDS report yeah um, so paul riley has now been banned by both curling and the NWSL. So he's got to find a new sport. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Probably, That's terrible. you know, you know uh, curling is probably, oh. yeah, no, not curling, but, you know, just some other. Uh, but yeah. Other I bizarre. Mean, yeah. It's, it's I, I, like the bare minimum, right? Like I, like, I get that we should be happy, but like it's the bare minimum you can you can do yeah, and we, accomplish we slapped, like after everything. We slapped a half a million dollar fine on this team. Everything's good. No, we're like... No, <laughs> I think Paul Riley needs to jump on the the cross promotion. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people would like to see Jake Paul take a few swings at him. Uh, maybe even someone more legit than Jake Paul. MJ's always in my head. That's basically where I was going to go. <laughs> I, was gonna say, I, I, I think I think he'd be a perfect fit in the UFC. <laughs> I, think, I think UFC is. Guy getting beat up by a different dude every week. There's I mean, your TV show. That's awesome. I mean, like just 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 him be like a trainer, or just have him be like a training training partner or a sparring partner. That's what I meant to say. Man, just, that's how he's gonna make money from now on. You know, just get beat up by people. <laughs> or or you know what? I, I was just Start thinking more touring, in terms of being a... every every state fair there is with a dunking yeah. tank, and that's the, that that's a, that's what it will be. 
and but, he'll um, and at the same time he'll be selling his memoir about how nothing that he did right. was abusive and that he right was that's, that's, ever, that's what i was more alluding to in terms, in terms of being like a, <laughs> a narcissist and uh and uh yeah a, a serial abuser like the ufc would embrace that is what i was kind of alluding to <laughs> well i, I can't right. wait i think we 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 titled his memoirs nothing i did was abused that's that that's uh paul riley's <laughs> Let's, Paul Riley story. Let's, let's get away from the darkness for a little bit. Um, for a little bit. Dot dot that dot. Me, it's, all, it's all darkness, Eric. I, just, I know. I just, yeah. I I just know. wanted to wrap up some of the the, the key things that kind of happened right in the draft. Um, oh Gotham, yeah. Gotham FC acquired Lynn Williams, so that was uh, um, that was interesting. Um, uh, the North Carolina traded Deanna Ordonez in their number thirtieth pick. On exchange for the number eight, I never thought that would stop coming. And Emily Sonnet, you know, was traded to the All Ring, so that should, you know, really be a a big thing overall. Like if you're going to do the first round, you know, Elsa Thompson to to Angel City, Michelle Cooper to KFC. I mean, KC Kansas City. Why do I want to say KFC every time? Emily Madrill to Orlando. Uh, Jenna Nightswonger to Gotham, Raina Reyes to Thorns, Olivia Wingate to Carolina Courage, Penelope Hawking to the Red Stars. And, Penn State, uh, Big Ten represent. Yep. Mm-hmm. 11 assists last year, led the league. Sydney Collins um, to uh, North Carolina Courage is from Berkeley. Claire Robbins uh, again to the Courage. Alexa Spanstra to the the city current, the courage again get you know Haley Hopkins and Thorns with the 12th pick pick. Uh Izzy Dequila. So that's uh someone I have to do some research on. But overall, like I mean, um Chain to see that we only had did we only have one representative? No, there was another Penn State. Ali uh is a Sh- um and, went uh, to the Red Stars and also and Ohio State uh and um, then you had Lauren DeBoe who went for Michigan, and then there's Jordan's Silkowitz from Iowa State, and there's not OSU. Big Ten, but yes, yeah, Kayla Fisher, OSU. I mean, it was a really interesting. I didn't, I didn't get to see anything with round three or round four picks, but hopefully we'll be able to, to, to. My favorite thing is that um, someone uh, on the list of draftees said that uh, Natalie. Vigiano uh, went to Wisconsin with uh, with a with an O on the end, not an I. So, so <laughs> that, all right. Well, let's move. Let's move on so we can give uh, MJ the spotlight for a little bit. Uh, but going into the MLS here, yeah, you get the spotlight. Um, th- this this wasn't any real surprise. Uh, Gareth Bale announcing his retirement. Got, everybody kind of saw that coming. I think from the get go the dude was playing more golf than actually training. Once he got to LA, it seemed like, like every photo that was coming out, he was golfing, golfing, golfing. So maybe he's going to give the PGA a shot or something. Who knows? Um, but, you know, I, I put in here what's, what's interesting. You know, he has a storied career, obviously with the Wales national team, Real Madrid, Tottenham, um, then LA, you know, he, he, he didn't really play that much last season. He was kind of like off the bench on most of the time getting just, 15, 20 minutes, and yet, and yet, probably has one of the most legendary goals in the history of the entire league to to send that final into into extra time in PKs with that ridiculous header at the very, very end if, of the match. If you're only going to get one touch, you may as yep. well make it the one that makes your season. 
right? Exactly, exactly. You, so you will be black and gold royalty. Yep. For decades, just because of that one goal. Exactly. And and constantly on a loop highlight reel, right? It's going to yeah, be over yeah. and over and over. They'll be paying him royalties for every time that, that highlight video is shown. Yep. Yep. So, you know, well done on doing the, the one thing that that changed the club and led to the, the cup win, I suppose. And now you're just going to chill and play, ho- play, I would say hockey, play golf every day, every day. So Listen, he, he also fun. crossed off scoring a World Cup goal off his bucket list. So, you know, you, you can, he can, he can rest now. Yeah. Yes. With, with the clear conscience on the golf course. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, let's see. This one, uh, this is in, I don't know, I don't know if all the full details in Montreal, but it just seems like a, a bit of a mess. And if any, any of y'all want to elaborate, but they hired um, Sandro Grande, I think is his name, as the coach uh, of CF Montreal. And then literally 24 hours, a day later, he, he makes a comment um, essentially supporting a uh, separatist Quebecois uh, assassination attempt. And did, did not go so great, as you can imagine, in the uh, local and general Canadian press and media. So he was he was immediately canned literally a day after he was hired, which is kind of some peak MLS <laughs> action. So I'm not even sure who the interim coach is at Montreal right now, but it is not Sandro Grande. It's yeah, they're back to whoever the assistant was under um brutal you know yeah the whole thing and then and then kai kamara like days later coming out and saying that he is leaving montreal and um you know that was an interesting statement as well there's there's some some questions as to what's going on behind behind closed doors of the club um you know in addition to all of the blatantly obvious things as you've mentioned but um you know, Kai is saying he thought he found a place where he can like settle down and raise his family and still play play out his career. And apparently, this is not it, and and he is gone. Um, he's been spending a lot more time back home. And uh, if you follow him on on Instagram, you'll see his uh, his heart shaped hands um, initiatives really picking up in the last couple of years, but. Specifically, the last few months, he's been spending a lot more time there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where he goes and how Montreal deals with all of this yeah. and everything else. Firestorm. Um, he's yeah. he's a uh, Cote d'Ivoire, right? Ivorian. Yeah. Yep. I think he'd be a hell of a coach for the national team. Yeah, I. I could see. On the it. other hand, if Kamara's gone, more playing minutes for Mason Toy. Exactly. There's that. Um, we can move on. Uh, there are rumors flying around that uh, Superman Christian Ramirez might be making um, his Sierra Leone. Everyone, Sierra, Sierra Leone. Leone. Thank you. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Um, and not the same prestigiousness in the Afcon as uh, that's true as Cody <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> true. So, so I, I stand by my my point though. I think he'd be a great coach for Sierra Leone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Superman Christian Ramirez might uh, be making his MLS return coming back from uh, Scotland where he's been for a little bit here it, um, is, it, is it solidified? It? it happened it's, it happened 
Columbus. Oh, yeah, there you go. And Breaking of course, uh, for all the MJ Anon fans and otherwise, still not going to make it to Allianz Field. Exactly. <laughs> hey, the curse continues. The curse continues. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was key when he started deleting, you know, all the Aberdeen stuff of his social media. <laughs> it's like I was like, oh yeah, he's going somewhere, which is which is yeah, good it, because I mean, it was it was no secret that things weren't going well with that new coach over there, and that you know, yeah. it wasn't it wasn't what it was when he first went. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Justin Paul who pointed out. I believe that the no, it wasn't just Paul. Someone on, on Twitter said that the coach that brought him in is no longer there anymore. So yeah, yeah, he was well, actually, he was sacked like a month later after he yeah. brought him in, and his playing I, time went down from there. I too forgot to shout out Justin Paul for the uh, the cup of qua mess. He he put that in our in our group chat. So thanks, Justin. For that. Also, our our half listener from Turkey is is probably due to Justin Paul. Half listener. We've gone from two to one to half a person. Well, I, <laughs> Not assume, great. I assume we have one and a half listeners <laughs> elsewhere in the globe. Right, like, right. At least a quarter of our listeners come from Turkey. That's just what I hear. <laughs> uh, all right, MJ. It's 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 time for you, my guy. So there's rumors flying around Minnesota United right now with a potential double Korean addition to Minnesota United. Oh. Um, and I'm drooling. I am yes. absolutely drooling. And I am not one, but two, because of the Chogu Sung pick from Vogue Korea that I threw. Yeah. In, in, in the, I'm not drooling because I'm drooling because I have been waiting, waiting ever since they chose to put their stadium, you know, just a few blocks south of the the best Korean restaurants in the Twin Cities. Yeah. Um, for them to reach out to Korean talent. Yep, and yep. we've seen Vancouver do it. We've seen LAFC do it. Now it's our turn. Let's reach K-popization, out. baby. K-popization let's, let's, of let's, the Twin Cities of Allianz. Yeah, I'll, I, I was just going to mention both these guys were on the national team squad that we just saw like a month and a half ago that we covered on our on our Minnesota Football Daves and everything. Um, uh, Gae Sung Cho, like particularly like being featuring very prominently scoring some ridiculous goals. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to throw it to you, MJ. Why don't you give us a little bit of background on, on these two gentlemen, uh, where they were, where they are now and kind of how you see a lot of this kind of playing. I have some questions for you too, but I'll, I'll let you lay some background first. So go ahead. Huang Yijo is three years old. Uh, he is a forward. He is not a traditional striker. So he fits Minnesota United's tradition of, trying to find a traditional striker and failing. Um, so that's one of the things I like about Huang Hijo. He's can play out on the wing. He likes to get the ball out on the wing and then cut in centrally. Uh, he's been with Nottingham Forest, but they loaned him to. Uh, Olympiakos. Thank you. Somewhere in the Mediterranean. They loaned him to Olympiakos and uh that loan is expiring, and so it's time for Minnesota United to sweep in. They have the discovery rights. There are other MLS clubs that are looking at him and have shown interest in him, but they have to go through Minnesota United because they Minnesota United has this discovery rights on Huang Ijo. Um, before Nottingham Forest, he played for Bordeaux, had a very good season there, uh, 
he had one hat trick against, you know, maybe it was a, you know, a cup match against the lower French side where he just tore them up um, and scored with both feet. Um, but yeah, uh, he's three years old. The thing about him that I will stress is not a traditional like striker likes to get out wide, cut in uh, a la Aaron Robin or something like that. So if we get both of these guys, you know, it would be great to see, you know, maybe him on a wing, assuming Robin Lude is stuck with defensive midfield that like responsibilities. But uh, I like the Huang Zhou interest a lot because whether, no matter where you play him, he's going to be dynamic and uh, he has technical ability on the ball. Um, more exciting is the very youthful 24-year-old striker from Junbuk Hyundai, uh, Chogusang. Um, two headers versus Ghana. Um, also can score with his feet. Also very technical. He could play the 10. Not saying that we have someone who plays the 10 that is delayed in getting back into the United States, but I'm, he's a versatile guy. He can play the nine. He can play the 10, uh, very technical on his feet. And, uh, just, uh, was the hero to many after, uh, was giving Cristiano Ronaldo shit <laughs> during the World Cup to yep. sub off, sub yep. off more quickly so he could score a goal. He wanted to score a goal. Legend. Now, it ended up not being, you know, the go-ahead goal to beat Portugal ended up not being him. But, you know, he was giving Ronaldo a hard time. And then R- R- Ronaldo decides to say Carajo at, at, at him, which... Carajo. Carajo. <laughs> yeah. Which translates to what, Eric? I mean, literally, it's a it, it's the body part. But, I mean, yeah, it, okay, can, okay. Yeah. It, can, it can mean about anything. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I feel like... Even if you're not a fan of his soccer, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, you should at least be a fan of him giving shit to Cristiano Ronaldo. I mean, if we can all get behind that as something we like about Chogusan. Yeah. Awesome. Um, all right. So let me ask this. So let, let's assume this happens. I mean, we're, we're still kind of waiting for finalizations and everything. I think where is going to happen. I would, I would be ecstatic if, like, not – repurchasing season tickets ecstatic, but I would be very ecstatic if we get both. Mm-hmm. So where would uh, Amaria fit into this whole mess if this happens? Or is, is this is this his ticket out? Bye-bye. Uh, I would assume we keep Amaria, but if we get both, then I think Amaria's you know, coming off the bench. Which probably means he's gone. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, and you, but like, it's it would be really weird if we got both. Like, if we get one, I assume Amria stays. Okay. Wait, who? How many? So how many international slots do we have, though? That's a question, right? Because he's taking up a slot. That's a good point, Rodrigo. Uh, we have eight, and I don't. I have not done the international roster slot math. Okay. So, so which? Go ahead. Nope. I was going to ask, I mean, you're high on both of them, obviously, but I mean, we're talking about a six year difference as well. Um, Take the younger guy. Okay. That's where I was leading. Go ahead. I think he wants to stay in South Korea and I I think that won't happen, but yeah, I would, if we only got one, I would prefer the younger guy. I think if we only get one, it'll be Huang Ijo. Interesting. 
uh but but yeah um and yeah the after he school scored the two headers against ghana like pictures of him <laughs> started circulating oh, yeah. on social media you, get, you got your korean vogue up here right on the cover he, he before the <laughs> korean vogue cover he was getting i don't want to say abused we'll say cyber stalked and like women were being were asking him to marry them that that was how hype he was uh after his two goals in the world cup like i, I think my i think my daughter want to be one of those as well too but okay you said yeah. watch is, is very fond of of, of that market so yeah, i mean you got to be careful though you, you, you could you could cut some uh cut some hard fruit on those abs slice I, I just, a wa- slice a watermelon on those abs I just want to say that as a rather uh, nerdy, clumsy, uh, I don't know, ugly Korean, he's giving me bad vibes just because other people are expecting me to do what he can, and I just cannot. (laughs) I can't. How do you live up to that? I mean, like, oh, you're Korean, like Cho Gusang. No, not like Cho Gusang. that that's the same thing that that Eric goes through as soon as he he names he's Brazilian and he's trying to play any sort of sport, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's not wrong. <laughs> to to answer the international question, I think that we have one spot available with Tani on loan, um, which I, I believe is continuing. Yeah. So somebody would have to like bought down or something if they were going to seriously do both. Yeah. Or someone gets their green card. Or someone gets the green card. Yeah, I mean, if, if, yeah, if there's Choke that Song, too. They, 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 they've said that they will be working to get him and his family green cards. And if they do that, then he doesn't count as an international. Right. But I mean, like, the club can't promise nope. green cards. Right. Yeah. So yeah. when they say they're helping to work, get their green cards, that can be between. Yeah, six that just means to that. Like two years, you know? Yeah, that just means that they're part of the process, which they yeah. are anyway for anyone whether they say that publicly or not so um yeah and i I wouldn't be surprised if we see one or two other players still still get those um but yeah not not a whole lot of room to work in terms of of signing big names from overseas i mean i just want jogo to come back and i don't know if that's ever going to happen but that's me who um jonathan gonzalez Oh, Jogo, yeah. Jogo. Yeah. Why not? MJ, MJ, I was going to ask, how, how much did uh, Weejo actually play in the in the World Cup? I mean, he wasn't really starting. I, I remember he played... No, he's he's old. For, for the, yeah. they're, they're young, and they like to be mobile. So um, how many minutes did he actually get? I don't know off the top of my head. Okay, that's fine. Because obviously, the, the other guy, uh, Ye Sung, was, he was like the guy. He was the yeah. striker. Right. Okay. He was the number nine. Uh, uh, he Joe was was wearing number sixteen, and you know coming in off the bench. Uh, but yeah, I for those that don't watch the Korean national team or you know haven't seen the Koreans that are not named Sun Kyung Min, like those that play for Wolverhampton, uh, those that have played in Spain, there is a style that i will call like dynamic and uh and very technical uh 
you know, usually those that are playing at that level are very good dribblers. Uh, they, they have a certain amount of speed and a certain amount of like field awareness of uh, how to take uh, something that we like to call a first touch. Very cool. Well, it's exciting. Uh, we'll obviously stay tuned and kind of see how this all plays out, but thank you, MJ. You, you are our go-to Korean expert. So I appreciate you uh, bringing it in. Um, what else we got? Oh, and MNUFC. Yeah, they announced uh, their international friendly with uh, FCK, which led to some really, really easy jabs in social media to throw out. Uh, it's Kaiser Slotten. Um, they're coming. Kaiser. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about that. They're, where are they? Like mid-table Bundesliga usually, kind of hanging around there. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't. Your silence says yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. they, 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 they are in the Svite Bundesliga with St. Pauli. They are. Oh, like, I didn't realize they're they're in two. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, what are you referring to? Because I I watch Bundesliga, but and, and, not second and, division. Yeah, not. Yeah. More historical context for you: they were promoted from the from the third uh, Bundesliga in in twenty twenty two. So. And they're they're one of the teams that's always kind of. Uh, fighting back kind of in the bottom there, trying to get back in. So so you're saying they're the uh, Goyaz Sporty Klubi of Germany? <laughs> wait, 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 no, no. Goyaz is actually in the first league. Yeah, but they're yeah. always up and down. No, no, no. Right. no. Bridget but, is saying but, up and down between second and third. Right. Oh. Yeah. Did you, second like, they and were third. The, the third Bundesliga in 2022 to the second Bundesliga. Got it. Got it. Got it. My so, bad. Like that's a different yo-yo. So <laughs> that's true. It's a very, yeah, it's a very different thing. Um, and they're, so, I mean, their, their summer tour is going to be big for where a lot of those guys, uh, mm-hmm, for sure. Kind of building up and training, uh, trying to find that solution for hopefully staying in the second tier um, and not, you know, staying in the relegation zone the whole season, I mean, um, which is where they typically land. So uh, if the, it'll be an interesting one. Yeah, mm-hmm. depending if the Dos Loons or the Loons 2 or the Two Loons or whatever you want to refer to them um, can play in these international friendlies like we're able to last um, last uh, season, it should be an interesting game. I mean, you can see uh, Patrick I'm sure Craig. they. I'm sure they will, yeah. Yeah. You can see um, Mansavi. You can, I mean, it'd be really interesting to see what you, you, you they'd be willing to put out. And so, this just know. begs the question, though, if we're going to get all these Bundesliga two teams, how are we still not getting St. Pauli with all the interest and support that's here, with the whole idea of the the, like, the international St. Paul Cup or however it's going to be marketed? I mean, get get them, get São Paulo. Uh, I mean, it'd be it'd be awesome. <laughs> Uh, it would be. I mean, the, the logistics, the logistics, and there, and then there's, you know, it's it's great, but then the, does Germany feel the same way, <laughs> right? So it's it. yeah. So it's logistically, it's it's not that easy to like pick a. But we had what, to, was it St. Pauli did a tour? Was it last year or two years ago? And they did they didn't come here. Right, because they have. Listen, I mean, they have other contacts through listen, through the U.S. So. Eric. When you have a history of community outreach 
like Tigres. Yeah. You know, St. Pauli is going to find a brotherhood with a team right. like Tigres. Right. Yeah. They, history of community outreach like Minnesota United, St. Pauli might not find a brotherhood. Right. right. I, I, yeah. They're they're not going to come for the name St. Paul. They're going to come for for a club that feels the same way that they do, and that's yeah. not going to be Minnesota United. Wait, wait. Um, but you said, but it's, yeah, they, I mean, like they, they, they probably did a quick Google and like, wait a minute, they're sending cops and security at their supporters for um, iron fl- iron front flag. This is not what we want. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, these tours are like you were talking about having tentacles everywhere like that's mm-hmm. what these tours are like you have contacts throughout throughout the different leagues and that's where you end up touring and that's what you see here is minnesota's limited contacts uh throughout the international scene and i, think, I mean I think we just came up with a, another uh mj anon theory that all these friendlies are based on the under your community outreach that's the kind of tier level tier level friendlies you get like if you're top you get the top teams. If you, you know, are division two type of outreach, then that's, that's what you get. <laughs> you get, you get, you get fuck FCK. <laughs> Very clever. It was, it was right there. Sorry. Um, speaking of fuck, you also get teams like Everton who have a great community outreach, <laughs> great community outreach, but just have a history with, a, a, you know, a particular coach. So you, you get teams like that. I mean, should we? Can we just launch right into that? Oh please! Can we, can I, I, we I'm gonna mute myself. I'll, I'll let you guys go. Go for it. So, oh so with all, I mean, there's plenty of things, and I'm I haven't really been paying that much attention. So I'm gonna throw it to MJ in a second, who does not want me to, but I will. <laughs> Listener, he is hiding his face and crawling under his desk. Um, <laughs> after everything yesterday uh with their match a loss again um one of the many tweets that went out in the banter against everton was adrian heath to everton (laughs) jay's drinking adrian heath to everton immediately and who did one of these tweets come from heath's daughter-in-law kylie uh, which was interesting. I saw all those tweets and it's exactly what you expect. And then I see her name pop up. That, huh. Interesting. Okay. Wait, 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 wait. Harrison's wife. Yep. One. I didn't know Harrison had a, had a wife. Oh yeah. They, she, she didn't take his name, but they have two kids. I believe two, uh, videos of, you, if you follow Harrison on uh, Instagram, you'll catch quite a few Grandpa Heath videos, and it's actually yeah. it, it makes him seem like um, a human being. I my name um, is not David Zeller, so I do not ha- have. The, the- I actually I don't I don't <laughs> follow him either. Uh, one of one of our our buddies Eddie likes to uh, he follows all of them, and he likes to send me those videos. Okay, <laughs> but, so uh, let me just say this. As an Everton fan, I'm a big fan of Heath the player, as in Heath from the 1980s. I am not a fan of Heath the coach and would not want him to be terrorizing two of the teams I like to cheer for, 
I, I would rather him just stick with the one team that I have to cheer for. So um, uh, I would also want to say that my views do not re represent the whole of Minnesota Toffees as uh, there are some Minnesota Toffees that like Keith as a manager or think he's not that bad and others that share my opinion. Excellent disclaimer. Wow. All right. No, seriously. Like the funny thing is that Kylie, uh, former she, Canadian, Canadian soccer player, like deleted a tweet. I was going to say, I'm, I'm in here looking for it and it's gone. <laughs> so, so I've, I either, either, either husband or grandpa Heath put in a phone call or a text about that. Um, uh, but this is the things that you miss. This is this is you know this was part of the Twitterless Eric section of the show. I, I don't understand the context. Harrison though. What, what, liked. What, Harrison what did she liked say? the tweet. She she literally said Adrian Heath to Everton ASAP. Oh, I got you. In now any, I, I think she I think she included the phrase in any capacity. Huh? Was it Adrian Heath or, or Inchi? She said Adrian Heath. Okay. The full name. Now, now you're making and Harrison like more and Harrison liked and Harrison liked the. Tweet. I did not know that part, so that's hilarious. Yeah. So it's it's Grandpa Heath then. Grandpa Heath. Yeah, Heath. someone someone reached out and said, "Uh, no." Um, <laughs> I love it. That's I mean, I'm, I'm pretty funny. sure this is around the time where like everyone knows this is the 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 Heath to Everton season of of the of of just you know. Of just their overall yeah, Minnesota this, United. This time, period, this yeah. time each year. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most wonderful like think, time of the year. Holy I would totally. like to thank my Merseyside uh, colleague, Bridget, for making me switch from orange juice to 100 <laughs> proof Evan Williams. <laughs> oh, that's, that's for, the photo I need to take. MJ, what do you think I was drinking during the Liverpool game yesterday? Come on. Oh, all right. About Liverpool. I have a teenager that just woke up that literally, uh, that, that, that I'm has thoughts, and I'm pretty sure she doesn't want to be on, no. on, on a radio. But yeah, I know she has thoughts. Nubia shared some of them with me. <laughs> I feel much the same way. We can bring them in in the next segment. Let's take a break. This will be a nice little transition into our internationals. I'm glad y'all got got that out because I was not aware of it. So thank you. All right, we'll take a break. Stick around. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be dreaming because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. Welcome to the second half of the Minnesota Football Show. This is our international news section and banter. So, Eric, take it away. Banter away. We, yes, indeed. We could go today as we're recording, obviously, the... Um, fascists and far right and nazi shitheads all decided to do their version of the j6 uh in in typical estilo brasileiro they were two days late so it's now j8 uh, in the history books um and then the following day there were a lot of 
mass, basically anti-fascist and anti-racist uh, mobilizations throughout the entire country, basically to be like, you know, none of us agree with all this that just happened. And a you you can catch this live, by the way, on the last episode that we recorded. Like as we were recording, I was yeah, getting it was bombarded by as we were... it was happening right, like, exactly, wow. <laughs> getting hit with lots of texts and lots of uh, images from family and friends and social media. I was just like, God, damn it, isn't it, isn't two days late? Like on time. For you? <laughs> you are not the first person that has said that. So wow, a, well played. A, <laughs> we were just having that conversation yeah. this morning too. Well played. They're, well they're played. on MJ time. Yeah, they are. They are. Um, in any case, so when they had these mass mobilizations in, in solidarity of, of just uh, not being a, a Nazi, uh, huge, huge uh, part of, of all of the actions were different supporter groups. Now, you got to remember that uh, league play is still about a month and a half away. So you've got hundreds of thousands, millions probably of, of football supporters that are really not doing much right now. So when there was a call to the take the streets everybody came out um and you could see this throughout the entire country all the different flags all the different uh uh support groups supporter groups really really beautiful show of solidarity um with with all the different team colors and and the the, uh, the fireworks and the flares and it was it was just really really sweet to see and in terms of numbers uh you know i, I put a bunch up on social media like a bunch as they were coming in atletico mineiro um, I, I, kind of surprised me, um, but man, they turned out, they, they, you know, some of these almost commandeered a lot of the marches, like people would get together and they were taking over a street or whatever. And then the ultras and the supporter groups come and they're just like, oh, let these guys go first. Like this, this is our front line right here. And so they kind of took that one over in Belo Horizonte and kind of led, led that. But the real one, which won't be a surprise when you all not when, but because you all know the socio-political history of Corinthians, the Corinthians supporters, I think every single Corinthiano took to the streets. We're talking about thousands of bodies. They took over two city blocks in Sao Paulo and basically held it as, as community defense and said, if anybody that supports what happened in Brasilia comes through here, it's going to be, it's going to get violent immediately. Like we are protecting our people. We're protecting our neighborhood. Where we're, we're doing community defense. So a bunch of them marched and then a bunch of them stayed to basically protect the neighborhood, which was just incredible to see. Um, but yeah, if, if you want to go to uh, Media Ninja, is one, is one of those, Media with an I, M I D I A Ninja, they, they, they collected a bunch of them. Um, Ninja Sporty Clubi is the tie in that a lot of, I get a lot of the sources from there. But again, it was countrywide, it, yeah, really good source. source. I, yep, I, yep. I like. I just wanted to point out that when you told me that there are uh, Bolso Nazis who were moving back to their encampments outside of it, <laughs> that, and that for some was, reason yeah. decided to load buses that were there that took them out it's, to get arrested, <laughs> it's so <laughs> surreal. It doesn't. It doesn't even sound like it's feasible, but it's exactly like, what I, happened. I'm just. I'm just proud. I'm just. I'm just proud. Yeah. That... Oh look, they're helping us, right? Yeah. <laughs> No, like, no, oh, listen, the buses listen. came to show to take us home and give us support. Let's all get, on the, Let's get on the straight buses straight to the precinct. I think you know it's always great when uh, mm. South America, Latin America, really outdoes uh, the USA, and there's a proud history when that happens. But this, this has been, you know, you know, you know, people are like, oh, January 6th. 
coup. You said, no, just wait till just, you know, Latin Americans hold my beer. We'll show you what it really is. about. So, well, and and, then, and, and, but then they're responding ahead. better too. like two days later. That's they're like, exactly. Okay, that's the thing. Let's do something. That's what I was going to lead to. That's what I was going to lead to. And now that, we're like, oh, hey, you can. That is, that is exactly that. what I was going to say as well, too. Is like, yep. But, you know, we don't wait six months to figure out who it is. That's you right. just go right yeah. out. <laughs> you just, you just go, go like, do all right. it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not one to sit, stay here and like, you know, praise the state. <laughs> that's that's not what I do. But having said that, compared to the response in this country with what happened there and, and the just the, the the heel dragging and the delays and debates and, you know, it's, it's taken forever. And in a way, it's still going on that we're seeing the remnants of it now with everything happening in, in, uh, in the, con, the Congress side. But there in Brazil, like, I think they've got over 1400 people in the can and like, you know what happens even when you get like 10 or 15 Nazis together, like they all start flipping on each other. So you can imagine you've got over a thousand, like everybody's talking shit on the next person and they're connecting all the dots. Um, Lula is, is actually playing a really interesting game. That's right. (laughs) That's right. He he's kind of stepping back and just like letting things happen. Like the big person to watch here is Moraes who, who would be like the, uh, the uh secretary of uh what's the, the justice justice it's the minister of justice basically he's he's driving the he's driving the car right now and he he's doing like the uh the meme of connecting all the dots and drawing all the strings he's trying to follow the money like we all there's nobody's questioning that bolsonaro is involved like but he wants to like really get all the details and all the strings and all the money so that like when the case happens it's just like so tight that there's it's done as soon as he gets assuming he gets extradited they just there was another um the security <laughs> the security minister of brasilia just mysteriously guys mysteriously was in orlando florida last week too oh, I, weird. I can't figure it out <laughs> was it was it about the same time that he was released from the hospital or like- yeah I, I, it's it's i don't know it was just a lot of coincidence bridget i don't know but but he just returned and he was immediately like escorted off the plane again straight to the can <laughs> so it's it's moving like you said much more quickly oh look they and- flew me home Yep. And gave me a ride. That's <laughs> probably what. Oh shit! <laughs> this is. This isn't just ESB and on. This sounds like legit news. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Yep. So I, I have a feeling it'll be wrapped up. Uh, I I know it'll be wrapped up faster, but you know, the, trying the to snag the big fish is always the the question of how it's gonna happen. Yeah. Go ahead. The hilarious thing is that even here, some of the media is like, "Who could have imagined that this kind of thing would happen?" literally happened right here you were there reporting on it two years ago but okay mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well and, and similar to, to j6 with down there like no I, I don't know how you can be surprised like they've been hinting at this for months right. if not yeah. even a full year yeah. so it's like when it happened it's like it's not course. like a bizarre concept it's like no. yeah, this was bound to happen just yep. a matter of who and how yep and then lula had a good dig too and he just like he, he said something about well they're they're fucking cowards because i've i've you know he he was already elected first of all which is a little bit different than the j6 scenario but then secondly he goes like we talked about last week his first uh state trip is to pele's uh funeral proceedings to participate in the so he's in sao paulo and santos doing pele's funeral thing 
And that's when they go, okay, now we're going to go do the invasion. Like, <laughs> wait, wait Let's for take the, over, the... Take over the empty palace. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Coward. It was interesting how many of those people were wearing Pele jerseys as they were doing it. Like, did you go that's straight gross. from the funeral to the palace? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. What the hell? Uh, yeah, but bringing it back, though, it we, you know, we're, we are... Uh, we're very clear about our, our, our affiliations and our, our support for the, the uh, anti-fascist supporter groups. And man, to see a mass mobilization like this as quickly as it came together was really, really impressive. And then to see one of those groups like literally just hold down an entire neighborhood. <laughs> it's like no cops, no state. This is our neighborhood. We got it. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, Rodrigo, I will give you... Podolsky kind of, I don't even know what, what, what it, this kid is just a weird story too. Like it's a, it's like a friendly and kind of loses his mind. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, is this the descent? Yes. No, I just, I just found out like really interesting how like someone can get kicked out of, uh, I don't know, promotional game. I It's just, just one of those things that you're like, I was trying to figure out, but I thought it was a very um, interesting story. They they call uh, it a charity match. So I mean, literally, right. he's, yeah, yeah, it's a charity match, and eventually, um, you know, you get you get kicked out for dissent. So you you have to get two yellow cards in a charity match uh, to be able to. It's it's just I don't know. It's just you know, it's just it's, it's a really funny story because you always wonder what's 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 going to happen in that sort of sense but just overall you know um like that i think there's a there's there's more information on on the link i don't know if you i'm trying to get the link back up my computer is being a little bit wonky right now but yeah there um it was just one of those things where like um where um let's see what was a friendly so world cup winner lucas podolsky because um, he confronted the ref. So Germany's World Cup winner, Lukas Podolski, um, apparently plays for Poland's uh, Gornik Zadzabse, uh was given his marching orders after he brought down an opponent in the indoor arena, uh, Gammersbach, during a charity match under his, under, under his team. He got up and walked to the referee, speaking to him and then coming face-to-face as he kept addressing him. And then he got sent off. Um, like, I want video. Like, seriously, I want to see what this looks like. You know, there, uh, there had to be like some had to be, previous yeah. beef with with him and the ref and the ref. That's what I'm thinking. To like, you know what? I don't have to deal with this today. Or, or just some like a really bad week of, of all things to do. Just take out that pent up aggression at a charity match. Like, oh, yo, crazy. man, <laughs> not, not the place. <laughs> Lucas Podolski just didn't subscribe to our Twitter's Eric section. And, you know, that's, that's 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 what it is. You know, you get angry when you get all the all the all the fun Twitter's banter that Eric's not on. And just it's just just part of that. I think that has to do with it. But I found it very interesting. I, I like that you. Also I, was saying, I like match. to keep bringing it up, but like the best story you left out. So let's just remind, remember that. <laughs> you know, Lucas Bolski, to his credit, has 11 goals for uh, going to Zabze. And he's 37 years old. So, you know, 
he's going to have a bad day. You know, I get old and cranky, <laughs> and I'm way older than Lucas Podolsky. Same. Um, all right, we got some EPL stuff, too. Uh, I, I've heard through the uh, Liverpool multiple grapevines here that we're not going to discuss the, the last match and <laughs> unless, unless G wants to pop on really quick and share her opinions. Uh, Wait a minute, Bridget, don't you have anything to say from the red side of Merseyside? Nope. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Exclusive. There it is. opinions <laughs> regarding Liverpool is um, what was it? Huh? Replace the GK. Yeah, the problem is, oh my, oh my God, WTF, and when are we getting Jude's Billingham? Um, but I, <laughs> but I, I think the best to the best best comment I got is like, they better outbid Real Madrid for whatever they're gonna play the Billingham because <laughs> this team needs a midfielder. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, you know, it's interesting. Even with Gapco is, is uh, I mean, you know, I don't want to talk well, about it, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got potential, but it's kind of like throwing any insert name of any striker recruited by Minnesota United here <laughs> and throwing them into some absurdity. <laughs> That's why I, 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 I kind of feel guilty and scared for these these Korean dudes that, that are, are stepping know. into this. <laughs> And so, it's like, what, what yeah, do you call it? Because it's, it's, it's exactly the same hype as we've had for Amaria, as we've had for Unu, like as put, we've put, had putting for the sheet over a every... floor full of spikes. It's but, fine. Listen, just, 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 just walk over there. Just try to shoot over. the damn ball. Like, what's, what's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I showed the Instagram video of the two white guys trying to play soccer with a bowling ball while running on Legos. And <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That is the history exactly of strikers. Rodrigo had the best comment. He's like, this is the most Golden Valley thing ever. Which, for those that don't know, Minnesota United may have their stadium in Hamlin Midway, but their headquarters are not in Hamlin Midway. No, so, anyway. Uh, uh, that I was mean, the most Golden Valley it, thing. It, it, <laughs> Seriously, a Korean national team player, and you used to playing with with under a coach like Gus Hiddink, let's say, mm-hmm. like very strong Dutch coach coaches in the Korean national team system, used to playing with very solid tactician Korean national team coaches, or Paulo Bento, a Portuguese national team coach. Portuguese. And, and and then and then you then you come to be managed under Adrian Heath. I feel bad for them. I've been wanting Who wants to do this you to my strike, whole life. But not strike. I want this. But this is where strikers go to die. True. Exactly. The striker whisperer. Yeah. The whisper yeah. the whispers death. <laughs> and you and you just hope that that this one is going to be the one who says, you know what? No, this is this is how we this is how we're gonna score. This is how we're gonna get the goals. This is how we do this. And uh so far, what we're year eight here. And um that just that's that hurts. Yeah. yeah. And the highlights are 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 butt or thigh goals, right? I think. Um, have been the highlights for. Our, our do these season. do these guys like to like to score like regular goals or like accidental garbage goals that still count? But yeah. <laughs> they like scoring with their feet and their head, Bridget. I don't, you know, well, that's, that's, that's going to be a problem. I know. Yeah, that's, I know. That's, a, that's, a tough, that's a tough fit. That's a <laughs> that's a square <laughs> peg in a circle. <laughs> 
here's 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 what I'm hoping is if we get both of them, they can serve to each other's feet and heads. Because <laughs> otherwise, who is going to get them the ball in the box? Nobody. And you know that neither of them are going to play at the same time. One is going to be on the bench. <sighs> All right. That was anyway. that was a fun tangent. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't expect it, but it was good. Uh, I was going to mention the other EPL thing. Was the was the uh, the we had the Manchester Derby, uh, United hosting City, and I actually I don't remember what happened, but I got out of this one a little bit earlier. And when I left, it was one one, and I just assumed it was going to be at a tie and nothing would change in the table. And then we have a late Rashford eighty second goal to give Manchester United the win. Um, they, the table stays the same with Arsenal one, Man City two, Man United three. However, just a one point difference now between that two and three spot. Uh, this is a fun game, you guys. I don't know if you guys got to watch a little bit of it or, or see the highlights. As I a neutral, highlights that Rashford's goal was great. It was fun time. I mean, we and can, I'm just we ahead. can get into the uh, VAR controversy with the. Oh yeah, please. Um. Like, do do you award a goal for interference? Would you consider it interference? And I'm, I've watched it a few times, and I'm not real sure where I stand. But partly because I didn't see the whole play, just um, so I think we're gonna we're gonna see some interesting things with VAR uh, in Premier League over the over this week, probably. Um, you know with it not being used for what we say that it's for and doing its job, but. Right on. Um, as, as somebody that still really enjoys watching um, Casimiro play, it's, it's nice to see him thriving and having fun. Um, his Celeson days may be numbered, maybe over, but I mean, he's, he's really kind of taken over just like he did with the Celeste in this last World Cup, you know, like we talked about him being in the driver's seat and him really being the the playmaker and kind of the glue between everything. Like he's basically taken that and just inserted it into Manchester United and really, really changed their their vision and precision and speed of play. So it, it's cool watching him do his thing. Um, La Liga. <laughs> MJ has done a very good job actually like <laughs> doing the phrases completas in espanol here so i'm gonna let him do this we have a el clasico happening shortly la, la historia de, de, de la supercopa de españa con mj so this is yours i guess muted mj <laughs> in classic style Yep, I was gonna say we didn't miss a beat, MJ. You just here before every podcast or listener's dream, and you just asked me to unmute my mic. Um, I'm sorry, listeners. Uh, I did what I could. Listen, anytime you see a super cup, a domestic super cup, that usually means the winner of the domestic cup versus the winner of the league the previous year. That's pretty part and parcel with any nation around the world except the United States, and now except Spain, because Spain decided that they wanted to muddy the waters and make more money and do silly things. So they have not had a one-legged cup winner versus league winner since 2018. And in 2019-20 season, uh, it went from two teams to four teams. 
And now it consists of the La Liga winner and the La Liga runner-up in a 14 tournament with the Copa del Rey winner and Copa del Rey runner-up. So this is just an excuse for more Los Clásicos. Uh, that's that's all it is. And uh, so uh, in a throwback to before the FIFA had the Confederations Cup, um, it was the King Fahd Cup held in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Um, they have chosen to host the Super Cup of de España in Saudi Arabia. They, they decided to flirt with Morocco a little bit. It was one year in Tangiers, but pretty much for the last three years, it's been in Riyadh. Um, so this year, uh, just recently on the 11th of January, Real Madrid beat Valencia in penalty kicks and Barcelona, the La Liga runner-up, beat Real Batis, the Copa del Rey winner, um, on January 12th, also in penalty kicks. And so today we have a, an additional El Clasico for all the world to see on ABC, 1 p.m., Real Madrid versus Barcelona. That's awesome. How Barcelona. Is this the first time we've got a... No, I think they've done El Clasico once or twice before on regular TV, haven't they? But it's yes. not often. Not often. Okay, no, I'm going to interject. ABC likes to throw here. Barcelona or Real Madrid up on, on the... Uh, what do we call it? The... Rabbit ears? The main, oh, yeah, rabbit ears, ABC. Um, on a fairly regular basis, but not Ooh. as regular as Eric and I would like. Right. Where did he so, go? So, I, I did... Did you see the um, the UFC match between uh, Barcelona's Fernand Torres and Atletico Madrid's Stefan Sabic? No, I don't think so. Oh, you did not see that. <laughs> uh-uh. Okay, all right, all right, all right. So this is literally like in the 90th minute. Um, and so let me um, go ahead and. Um, Are we gonna do this in real time? <laughs> yeah, it? I want to get you. Okay. This is your team. This is your team. <laughs> And and you're my UFC uh, expert, so this is what we're. Going oh man, to do. the the UFC expert that hates the UFC and hasn't actually watched like a full fight in probably a decade. All right, here we go. So can can you guys can you guys see? Yep. There yep. Oh, right. I can't because my because my thing is all messed up. Oh, is Shoot. it? You can't. Can you see it all? No. Uh, I lost it. That sucks. Oh. Well, all right. Let him let, let MJ do it. Let MJ do it. Here we go. Here we go. Here is the play. If this thing loads, so apparently it was like literally oh, like sure. a holding holding match. One was one over the other person. It was just one of those things where like. Hold on, I got it. I got it. I'm back. Okay. Hold on. Trying to make sure that this thing's playing correctly. Um, yeah, let's see. Play stupid thing. Ooh, hold on. So this was last week, January. Yeah, this is the eighth, I think. Yeah, it was okay. last week, I, and I thought you would have you would have had some sort of comment from it, just because you you've seen it uh, sort of come for, come live. So let me see. For here. our listeners, this is not a uh, Molly McCann, Everton fan, and Patty <laughs> Piglet, uh, Liverpool fan, legit UFC fighters. Uh, this is this is a La Liga competition that apparently has some physicality in it that Rodrigo wants to, to show us all. All right, here we go. Well, got got the, I can't see where his arm is. Got an overhook. All right, all right. 
Oh, yeah, there's the over and gone <laughs> under. And they got up. Yeah. Kind of kind of kind of ended Should've... before anything really got bad, but he's grabbing his he head, almost pinned right? Them. He almost pinned him. Yeah, almost a pin. There there was somewhat of a takedown there. And yeah. And, and and then, you know, not much. Oh, yeah. Oh man, there's oh. a there's a hair pull. There's a hair pull. Oh. I missed he... that. Did he just put his hand in his fist where it doesn't belong? Uh-huh. Well, I saw uh, right there. Yeah. Ooh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that too. That is yeah. a nut grab. That is a full uh-huh. nut grab. You got a uh-huh. hair pull and a nut grab. Mm-hmm. One more time. One more time. Oh, never mind. That's <laughs> sorry. That's all right. That's right. There you go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Another another part of the Twitter list section um, that we that that was sent to us that was actually sent. By one of our fans um, that doesn't listen or download, just retweet stuff, uh, Corey Shreppel. So you want to just get your input on that. So I thought I'd get that in there. So since we're Sweet. talking about well, Barcelona, so appreciate it. Appreciate it. Woo. Ouch. That, uh, yeah. Now, I just want to say, <laughs> for La Liga, that is pretty physical. Mm-hmm. For Comable, that that is nothing. That is no. Tuesday night. That is Tuesday night. <laughs> it's like where's 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 the finish? There was no finish. Yeah, <laughs> there was that, no that, finishing move. That's <laughs> Tuesday night and Division Two in a Paraguayan league. That's literally yeah. what that is. Yep. Right on. Well, um, unless there's anything to add, I think we can probably wrap it here. Uh, anything to throw in before we end it? Uh, I love you guys. Thanks so much for having Aww. me. Thanks, MJ. Well, Thanks we thank you. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for coming on and helping out with our our little Korean section. I guess if we have more of them. We'll we'll check in with you as well. Also, uh, for any of the of our two listeners, if you want to try out uh, <laughs> some of the best Korean, either downtown Minneapolis, Columbia Heights, or St. Paul, um, hit me up. Uh, if you if you like Korean food, um, I'm always looking for new people to eat uh, ojinko bokum or uh, japje or uh, bulgogi, uh, so good. I, love this. I don't eat the meat, but the sauces, the sauces, the sauces. <laughs> I, I use the sauces yeah. on everything. So yeah. good. I'll, I'll make sure that when this uh, episode goes out, I'll, I'll make sure to tag Isa because she's into Korean food. So she'll, she'll, she'll she might yeah, join we almost just ate it in Mirror not too long ago, yeah. but ended yeah. up doing something else. No, all, all right. right. Well, I do have thank one you. thing oh, that I want to just go over. Um, so apparently, we, um, Apparently, we know that Ugo Ugo Yuris is announcing his retirement for international football. So did see that. Uh, so that uh, thank you, Messi. I guess right for for ending this screen. <laughs> um, but um, overall, like so, there was this um, there was this tweet between Eric Winalda and exchange between our, our oh, yeah, friends of the podcast, Alexi Lalas, in which like Eric Winalda was saying, "Hey, you know." I, I want to get I, I could win open cup if I get an NP the NPSL team right um and and um I believe Alexi Lala says so can I right and then they just started going back and forth because um Alexi Lala's has been coached three times and like not done very well and everyone just doesn't really like Eric Winaldo and I totally get that and he was the first one to score an MLS goal in this league so um but i just if you anyone gets switched to banter between like these two just going at it it's just entertainment and i, I don't follow neither of those but i just probably be able to say that people go ahead and do that if you want to see how deep this u.s uh national team um 
banter or uh, pulpo arms and tentacles deep dives into <laughs> it just gets even deeper and deeper and deeper. And I'm sure I'm sure Marcelo Balboa is, is, is the is the puppet master and he's yeah. the strings everywhere. Sure, yeah. yeah, he's just sitting there watching it all happen. Like, Bring it back. Right. Bring, Bring it back. back. All right, that's all Actually I have. Done. The last time right. I when all the coached any team, it was the Atlanta Silverbacks in the NASL. And he was coaching via remote video. He didn't even show up to training. And let, exactly. that's awesome. For those of you who don't know how this went, and you're thinking, <sighs> not being on site for training sounds horrible. That's exactly how Atlanta United, uh, Atlanta Silverbacks did that. Silverbacks. <laughs> He's done. Oh, wow. he coached. He's coached a couple others like that too. Uh, yeah. And I can't think of what game that was. But like I mean, sitting in the stands, like with Zoom up or something. <laughs> wow! He pioneered wow, wow, wow. The, the remote coach, you know, and yeah. and for that, that is Yankee ingenuity at its finest. Yeah. Well, that's a good place to end. Uh, thank you, Bridget, Rodrigo, and MJ for joining. Appreciate you all. Thank you, listeners. And uh, if you want to support the pod, it's patreoncom backslash show. and uh, we'll be back again next week and. See what else is on the horizon. We got uh, some loons doing some preseason, right, Bridget? They're like actually going to be playing matches like shortly. Yeah, I mean they're 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 flying as we speak uh, out go. to Florida for that or three weeks of training. Um, so yeah, we'll see we'll see some friendlies and some uh, probably some trialists that everyone will be trying to oh, ID it's, and it's... and all that good stuff. <laughs> that part of the season. Which yep. trialist will we will we trialist will we number to sign? one? Trialist nine 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 season. Yep, yep. And and also which uh Minnesota United fan will be bribed with alcohol to be able to stream these games on their phone. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh classic. All right. Let's start the collection. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks everyone. Ciao.